Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily Strength to Shine. For those following along with the Faith vs. Weight program, Daily Strength to Shine Action Guide, this corresponds with Week 4, Day 4, opening with our Bible verses of the day, coming from Mark 12, 30, and 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. I am very fortunate to be able to say that most of my clients love their neighbor. They are caring, thoughtful, and conscientious when it comes to everyone else, but not always to themselves. I often need to remind them to love themselves as much as they love their neighbors so that they can love their neighbors and not burn out in the process. So how do we do a better job of loving ourselves enough to love our neighbor and not burn out? The only way to get the love your neighbor part right is to love the Lord our God first. By not loving and accepting God's love first, you and I can easily wind up seeking acceptance from the wrong people, or in some cases from the right people, but in the wrong ways. This is why it is so important for all humans to have their identity in Christ. If you don't bask in the illuminating light of Christ's love, you will look for love elsewhere. Because of this, many become people pleasers. Although you are supposed to love your neighbor, becoming a people pleaser is not what God intended. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Luke 10, 38-42 Martha was running around people-pleasing and didn't have time to simply sit down and absorb Jesus' teaching. Jesus gently reminded her that this was precisely why she was stressed out. This describes how most of us live today. Do you just need a vacation, or do you need to course-correct and spend time with the Lord? She was ignoring her spiritual needs by doing all of the right things while also making sure she was getting the credit. You can't shine the light of Christ if you don't spend time at the foot of the cross or if you are worried about who is getting the credit. This is true even if you are doing all of the right things. It is a constant battle with pride not to chase humankind's approval. It takes discipline to live internally with the focus on the Lord rather than everyone else's applause. However, you will never find your calling if you continue to chase humankind approval. You will also not be at peace until you use your gifts the way God intended. Once you are fully engaged in doing what you were created to do, 
it really doesn't matter who gets the credit. Not living up to your full potential in whatever category that may be affects everyone you encounter to a greater or lesser degree. When you live in victory, you are setting an example, encouraging everyone else around you to do the same. They may only know it is possible because of you. Who knows if you haven't come to the kingdom for such a time as this, Esther 4.14. Humility is not about being less than who God created you to be. It is about being the person you are meant to be, no more and no less. We need you to be that person. However, sometimes we are guilty of taking our gifts and distorting their value. Beauty is a great example of this. When it comes to weight, some women manipulate it because they are ashamed of their beauty, punishing themselves for something from their past. Beauty is a gift from God, and so is femininity. I know women who have gained weight because they do not want to stick out. I honestly think some would be skinny if this was the way to get lost in a crowd. Sometimes they even do this to be a people pleaser. They do not want attention. In almost every case, this is either because of a past injustice like abuse, or it is something they feel they need to punish themselves over, not forgiving themselves. Unhealthy choices are made out of fear or a feeling of unworthiness. Many are single or married women who by this world's standards are successful, yet they feel safer when they can fit in and get lost in the crowd. We all feel safer when we do not stand out in any area of our lives. However, beauty can never be blamed for someone else's wrong choices or our own. There are many examples of how beauty was used in the Bible to further God's plan. God must love beauty. It is one of the many good things he has blessed us with. What we do with it or how it has been exploited, twisted, or abused is a different matter. Beauty does not have to equal vanity or a lack of modesty, just like money does not have to equal greed. Besides, it brings a much-needed smile to our hearts. Why do you think God created beauty in the first place? You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Song of Solomon 4, 7. As people pleasers, we struggle with setting limits. Even Jesus set limits with his time based on what the Father was calling him to do. We need to do the same or we will miss out on what the Father is calling us to do. Within Mark chapter 1, there are two examples of Jesus setting limits. First, Jesus heals Simon's mother-in-law of a debilitating illness so completely that she was able to immediately begin serving him as if she was never sick. Afterward, the whole city gathered at their doorstep hoping to be healed. Jesus healed many who were sick and drove out demons. But the next morning, he was gone. He went to a remote place in order to be alone with his father. Simon later found Jesus and made sure Jesus was well aware that everyone was looking for him. In other words, where were you? People were still seeking him out, yet Jesus considered time with his father as non-negotiable. If Jesus considered time with his father as a top priority, I doubt you or I could come up with something better. Although his time on earth was short and there were still plenty of people waiting to be healed, time with his father typically in the morning, was non-negotiable. You also have a limited time on earth with plenty of people to help. Only God can answer the question of who and how, since he is the one who has equipped you for this work. The second way Jesus showed us how to set limits through these verses was his reply to Simon after Simon told Jesus everyone was looking for him. He said to them, Let us go into the nearby towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I have come. Mark 1.38. Although people were still seeking Jesus out in order to be healed, it was time for him to move on. Most of us would have wallowed in guilt, leaving behind anyone asking for help, let alone a whole city. Yet this was not his choice. He came to do his Father's will, as hard as that sounds. Even Jesus knew 
He could not be in two places at once. This should pretty much sum it up for us also. If the time hasn't come already, a time will come where you will have to decide to follow what God is calling you to do, even if it disappoints someone else. This is why people-pleasing cannot take priority over following Jesus. However, if you stop doing what others are asking of you, you may get accused of not acting like a Christian. This determination is between you and Christ and no one else. There is a huge difference between being tired after a day's work for the Lord and being burnt out. Pay attention to which category you are in. Today's reflection, are you a people pleaser? Today's action, in order to become a God pleaser instead of a people pleaser, you need to put God first. Number two, ask the Lord to help you reprioritize your days in order to do this. Number three, following the Lord is fulfilling. People-pleasing is almost always draining. Do you just need a vacation or do you need to course correct? Thank you for listening to Faith Versus Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.